baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City. And I'm joined today by one of my favorite sidekicks, Steve Carpenter. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I'm really good. It's, it's um, well, it's Friday, um, although I'm not sure when this will air, but um, it's Friday. But it's Friday so for us. Friday for us. So and whoever's listening to, to this, it's, it's Friday now, yes, so enjoy. So get into it. Get into <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and last night I went to this um, preview screening of a film called King Cobra. Have you heard of that movie? Yes, I have, yeah. It was, it's, it's with James Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who else is in it? Um, Christian Slater is in it, and then it's got, it's about this porn star, right. Brent Corrigan, who I had never heard of. Have you? No. He was apparently very big in late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Gay porn or straight porn? Gay porn. Okay. And the story goes, and this isn't anything giving it away because it's just the truth. Um, apparently, he wants to be a porn star. He goes to, I forget what city they were in, but he meets up with Christian Slater's character who already has the King Cobra, the porn studio, mm-hmm. and he's going to make him a big star. And, you know, he's I've like... I've heard a, this story before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a big star. Doc. I'm going to make you a star. Exactly. Get on your knees. Exactly. It is kind of that way. I mean, the movie, to me, was a little paint-by-numbers, but it's <clears throat> somewhat allegedly the truth. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he gets involved. Well, the other one becomes a little controlling, obviously, and signs him under a contract. Well, as the story goes... You know, Brent character, whose real name is Sean, wants mm-hmm. to get out of it because he's feeling controlled. And there's right. this competing porn <laughs> company and James Franco, um, who has a boyfriend, and they try and lure him in to steal him away. But what they do is they mm-hmm. plot to kill the King Cobra guy, and they actually do. They kill him, like, in a bloody kind of massacre way. And yeah, I know. It was, and this is like real life. So yeah. it was it was interesting. Um, and it, Christian Slater spoke and said, you know, he wanted to do it because this was new for him. And mm-hmm. and of course, James Franco is just you know practically gave her pay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, these, it seems like right. <laughs> it seems like. God. Although supposedly he's not. No, Supposedly right. Supposedly he's not, and I don't care. I mean, he's not really. I my don't really type care. Anyway. He's not my type <laughs> either. Yeah, I just find him. He's always playing in these kind of movies. But and you know, good, good. Be open. Yeah. Be, be fluid with your sexuality. Exactly, exactly. But you should look it up. It's now. Yeah, um, I will. It previewed last night. It's now playing at the IFC, but you can get it on okay. iTunes, uh, VOD, all platforms. Oh, great. I wrote an article, which I'll put the link on, and 
some okay. of my thoughts on it. But I've, yeah. I've got a whole list of movies I've been invited to. Really? Okay. Previews, you know, yeah. uh, a friend of mine is with the Academy, so. Oh, ooh, so, and we're getting close to that time, so. It's, well, it's moving into the, it's moving into that period now where, where things are, are, you know, ramping up for, you know, come vote for us, come vote for us. So yeah. there's lots of Academy screenings and parties and. Oh. Which is, they're fabulous. I bet, I bet, I <laughs> And bet. they're free. Well, hey, we so, like free. We do. We like free. Um, well, today, um, I am really excited to um, present one of my friends. He's our guest today, Rico Noguchi. How are you? Hey, ya? hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. Excited to be here, Steve. Awesome. We've known each other for a little while. Yes. Um, collaborate is a word I always think of when I think of you uh, <laughs> on film. Fucking workaholics. Yeah, workaholics, <laughs> yes. Um, but we recently collaborated on a fashion show I produced, Fashion of Fetish. Right. I was on the rooftop at the Eagle, and you did our opening cleanse, as we were calling it, right? Yes. Working title. Yes, well, um, it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which leads into our topic today, which is called Sexual Awakenings. And Ooh. read what you want into that, but um, we'll... I want to be awakened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some notes here, but really, A couple I of mean... times a day I need to be awakened. Well, it's kind of interesting that you, you say cleanse and then you go into awakening. Like, do, right. you, do, you, do you see it like that? Do you think that in order to wake something up in, within you, you first have to be cleansed? Yeah, well, I think when you and I were talking about um, the start of the show, mm -hmm. we toss that word around cleanse is almost to use sage actually so the literal way that you often would cleanse say a room of some call it bad spirits whatever and I guess you're right in some ways let's start with a clean slate and right. then once you have a clean slate a blank canvas, canvas. if you will right. mm -hmm. you can then you know create and start from you know and the fact that you get that was like very important for me to feel like oh yeah I can just do my thing absolutely you know? right and that's yeah. Uh, well, I've seen your work before. I know you're creative, and I know it was, it was interesting. I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about what that was. In that, um, this is you also work, um, which I'll get back into what you did in the awake or in the cleanse. But you work, and I've seen you in your pr practice, if mm -hmm. you will. It's um, like shamanic rituals mixed with tantric, and helping people awaken, if you will, into their sexual being using leather at times yeah yeah yeah. i actually uh i've the changed the name of my blog and it's uh neo leather uh, shamanism um neo tantric leather shamanism actually right um so the idea behind what i'm doing is that waking up sexual energy um is uh an, a way of actually getting into a, an altered sort of state of consciousness mm -hmm. Absolutely. That can also relax you, and uh, and it doesn't have to be just because you want to have sex with someone, but uh, it can act, it can become a therapeutic right uh, emotions experience. can come up, mm -hmm. which I've experienced. Um, I mean, even when you're getting fucked, I mean, you're still going through a lot of emotions, right? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of things. In harder, your head. harder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The physical part, not the verbalization. Okay, all right. Well, no, but I'm feeling the the pounding. So. Yes. <laughs> But no, I think, I, to your point, things can definitely come up. Um, right. Yeah. People have said before that, you know, that, you know, at orgasm, they're crying sometimes, you know, that yeah. can happen. Yeah. And you don't have to necessarily have an orgasm to cry. I mean, when you are intimately connected with someone, you can cry oh, yeah. because you, you can tap into. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That connection 
that connection is is magical. Eye right. connection magical. is always key for me. The yeah. the eyes, obviously, and right. really connecting with someone on that level is always. So you don't right. like to have sex like. Not as much. I mean, uh, obviously, I wanted to get as many role positions in one night that I can, but... <laughs> no doubt so about no, that. But no biting the pillow, huh? No, I mean, <laughs> I think there's room all night to, you know, cover all bases, oh, you got a if lot you of will. Time. But, but yeah, no, my favorite would be to, um, yeah, more on the missionary side. I guess. Yeah. With your heels up to Jesus. <laughs> They're boots. Okay, They're your boots up your to boots. Jesus, not your yeah. butts, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Freshly spit, spit shined and all, okay. yeah. Good. Yeah. But, um, but no, um, and then what you were talking offline about this and what I think you've told me, Rico, more recently is that it's this leather component that you really, you know, the three of us actually hang out in you know the BDSM world at times, at leather bars, and I know you've been talking about really trying to incorporate that into your work. Yeah. And has it been receptive? Well, it's so funny because I had nothing to do with leather until I um, I had a client that is right now a very good friend of mine, and um, once I went to see him, he was like, uh, "Oh, look around," and I just found these paddles and all these crops and things like that, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's interesting." This was at his place? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, this is like uh, five years ago or something. Um, and uh, he was like, well, if you f feel like trying them, you know, you're more than welcome to use them. And I was like, well, I've never used them before. But, mm -hmm. you know, he was like, just be intuitive. And so um, it kind of like started that way. And what yeah. was <clears throat> fundamental in that kind of like, I guess, practice, because um, nobody was training me. Right, right. right. Um, however, I also knew that the, the, the tools that he had were... Uh, they're not necessarily dangerous, you know, right. toys. Yeah. So um, I, I knew that I, there were certain parts of the body that I had to be careful with, especially if you're hitting somebody around whatever, the chest, you know, the you kidneys. The kidneys. Yeah. I mean, there are certain kidneys, parts of the, the body. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, but, so basically it came down to learning from him as to, oh, you know what, maybe you should be a little more gentle or can you be a little more loving? Mm -hmm. Because what happens, and this is from experiences that he's had in the past, um, mm -hmm. guys that uh, sometimes play with leather, they don't understand that sometimes you have to be mindful and compassionate. And it's oh, not yes. just Absolutely. about... Yes. It's so, not just about a dominance and, and hurt me thing. And it's, it's, it's actually, I find it's very rarely about a hurt me no, and even when you're feeling some pain, you know, we have a, a friend that does flogging. Um, he wouldn't mind us saying Christoph and right. paddling and so forth. He's and great we, at it. We um, worked with him in one of Rico's films. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said on camera, which I'm glad that we have this on, on footage, is that there's the duality of leading up to the, either if it's a flog, right. mm -hmm. for all of those people that don't know, flogging is the leather fringed, um, how else would you describe it? Like, mm. it's got fringe, basically, and it's people call it a whip, but in it, technically, it is in the whip category. But a flogger is multiple flails of leather or material on a handle. Right, right. So, and and a cat of nine tails is braided leather flails that frequently have knots at the oh. end and what have you, but. Cool, cool. And I have some I can show you. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, show and tell. We'll put some pictures up so there. So you use them? Yes. Oh, great. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Were you trained or how did you? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, a lot of what I learned, I mean, I learned from other people in the leather community. I mean, I'm very fortunate to 
have caught the very tail end of the old guard, mm. you know, in, in leather. Um, so I learned a lot from, from that era. Uh, but again, too, there are certain techniques that you learn of how to, just how to throw the whip and how, because you don't want to throw, throw the flogger and, and hurt yourself or hurt yeah. your partner. Right. That's really not the goal. The goal is to um, bring out the endorphins in the bottom and really let them fly. Create heat, energy, and... You create heat, energy, and the endorphins build up. Right. Just because, yes, there is some pain involved, but the body responds to that pain with endorphins, which you can get totally high on. Right. So... And then you work up to it, and what was really cool in this film, when it comes out, you'll see, but um, Christophe really kind of uses the leather, so a lot of it is the touch of the Mm -hmm. leather touching you. Yeah. And then you build up, yes. and he's communicating with you, mm-hmm. oftentimes verbal, sometimes not. But he's looking at your body language, too. Exactly. Being exactly. mindful of these areas we talked about. Like if, um, for example, I think I was facing this cross, and so it was like my kidneys, he was saying. And parts of your, um, I guess your traps, right? I don't you got to be careful. Yeah. But with that, he would build up more. Um, the strokes would become, like, stronger. Mm-hmm. But then he would mix it with these kind of like, he would kind of hug me and almost embrace me and, mm-hmm. and use his hand to kind of yes. soften cool it, and, which and was a very mm-hmm. opposite loving yeah. approach, which was completely, yeah. you know, also exhilarating too. Right. Because to be held by somebody like that, uh-huh. by your dominant, if you will, is yeah. kind of, Absolutely. I loved it. Really. Had you had um, similar experiences when you were playing with other guys? No, and it uh, it brings up uh, one time when I had a guy come over that was a very dominant guy. I'd met him at a leather bar, and he definitely was the uh, cigar-smoking type of guy and was full-on leather, and, you know, I was intrigued, and we came here, and but he really wanted me to be the submissive, like, on my knees, and I was new to all this, and... You know, I, you certainly I know how to pick them. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, yes, a lot of that was that. But no, a lot of it was like, it almost was be going too far too fast. And he yeah. didn't have that. I had to tell him finally, like, okay. Because well, then at times I was getting yeah. in my head and it was becoming comedic even for me. Like, yeah. you know, when you get out of your head and you're finding You it, get out of your head and you're just like, and you're, you're just you can, not into it. And yeah. you're literally looking at yourself above. You've had yeah. an out of body and not in a good way. No. Um, it could be the hottest man you were with and it won't but yeah. fucking work yeah, yeah, it's, at all. It doesn't have that connection. If and I just felt like it went, we, you know... I did. I, I remember telling him too, like you know, this is new to me too, and it's just like he went from zero to sixty, yeah, with no break or none of that and awareness, all the, really. right? I mean, and none of this, and you know, I think he's been in this world a while, but this wasn't vlogging; it was just more role play, right? But still, I mean, I would think in role play, you know, if you have a boy, isn't part of the role play too to balance it between, yeah, absolutely, dominant talk, if you will, with you know, treating him like your boy, which yeah. could be caressing or, or whatever. But I just felt like that we, none of that happened. So. Well, there's something to be said about where your, um, I guess, focus is. Because some people understand being dominant as I am doing whatever I need to do to get off because I, I want to get off, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas when you're looking at um, a different kind of dominant is the one that um, that is focused entirely on 
who is the submissive. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're you're dominating the situation in order to provide an experience for your boy, for your mm -hmm. guy, for your man, not necessarily thinking that it's for yourself. Right. I don't know. Almost like a director, but you're in the scene, like if you will. It's like you're creating the experience for, for the for two the of other you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not I just mean, exactly. for that person, but when you say for the two of you. I, I agree, but I think that um, in order to get your part inside of that dynamic, you your man has to a have part. been worked. Oh, right. Like for you to come into play with mm -hmm. that person, that guy had to already been in a way um, transformed erotically. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's no thinking in the head or, you know, there's but no then, of that. But I agree. But there again, too, I mean, I, I've, I've played with some guys who've never really flogged before, but really wanted to, wanted to do it. Wanted to try it. You know, and they just, they were so into it, you know, and just immediately, the, immediately, you know, I mean, where they, they come without touching themselves. Wow. And, you know, just, but wow. then that's what you're, everything's just by getting like, flogged, really? By being flogged and then, you know, by flogging them and you build up those endorphins and then, well, I, what I like to do is I like to bring the endorphins up to just about the point where they want to stop and you can tell. You know, if you're paying attention, if you're reading them, you can tell when they're when they're gonna say, "Okay, enough," and then you pull back. See, and that's no. what I find to go back to awakenings. It, you yes. have to be so present, and every experience is different. Every mm -hmm. time is different. You are, and you're working on like you're talking about endorphins, and you're yeah. really reading it off of that person. Exactly, Christoph, who we were talking about, also is looking at body language and there's a, even if it's an unspoken communication, there mm -hmm. is communication and it Absolutely. really does, you know, and we all like to fuck at times, but it, this can really like, you know, expand the experience. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it expands, it expands a trust relationship with somebody and it can expand, it can expand a relationship if, if it's something both parties want. Right. You know, it's not something you're going to force on somebody. But I, I've known guys who have been in relationships, and, and that's, that's that dominance, not so much the dominance, but that playing together, being able to read each other. Right. And, you know. And they honor that in, yeah. in these relationships. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because back to the fashion show and the opening cleanse that we is there, did. Is there a YouTube video of that somewhere that you can post yes, I will. on the link farm so people we, can see it? Absolutely. You'll see uh, we had a, a rope expert that um, gave a rope demo to start kind of when people were arriving. And then Rico did. Um, actually, you have Rico. Yeah, I have yeah. it on Vimeo our Asobi page, which I can also share. Oh, great. Yeah. But what was interesting, so this was one of your, um, when we were talking about this cleanse, you had brought up one of your clients that, um, talk to me about your client because it has to do with puppy play or... or, or a yes, um, but it wasn't necessarily something that he had um, discovered about him before. Um, and I don't think he necessarily discovered his puppy side during the performance mm -hmm. itself, but um, he, it was more uh, an expression of trust. Right. And um, he basically said, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I trust that I'll be safe. What's fascinating to me is that he probably had to trust you initially, just in your one-on-one -on -one sessions with him, right? I'm sure that was a big deal. This was a working with that, but then in a performance side too. And he also had another thing that he was exploring, his love of filming himself and dancing to techno music, right? Yeah, uh, we, as a matter of fact, started um, a 
kind of a documentary on his transformative experiences. Oh, um, and um, so the the show we did together in your fashion show was part of that process. Um, and one of the, I guess, uh, breakthroughs for, for him is to uh, not only feel that he has a sense of confidence and worth for his own body and image, mm -hmm. um, but that he's also capable of uh, showing it to other people. And, uh, you know, it's not easy for someone who has so many body, uh, we all have right. body image issues, um, but some of us also have uh, even more complicated relationship with that. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. So I think that he really right. is a very uh, powerful person just for taking the initiative. You know. He has these videos that I saw that I'm hoping they're in your documentary of him literally undressing in a mirror um, in street clothes. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like his desire and love to be a go-go dancer. And mm -hmm. he, he, it's so, it's, I found him fascinating and I shared him with a couple people and there. Yeah, we're not talking about a 20 year old, you know. No, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So. Exactly. Right. And so I found him fascinating and, and that whole thing. And then um, so in this cleanse, the, the puppy thing I really wanted to kind of talk about. And we'll, like you said, put the link on there. Mm -hmm. um, that's one fetish, if you will, that I've always found uh, intriguing, um, but didn't quite understand until recently. Um, I think I was telling you offline, Rico, mm -hmm. um, about... I have a friend and we always thought, oh, puppy play. And there's, you know, at different bars, they'll create a night oftentimes. So they'll create like a little puppy play pen. Mm -hmm. And there's all these masters and then the, the puppies that are dogs. Um, I don't know if they want to be puppies or dogs. I don't know if there's a difference. Is there a difference? <laughs> I think it's a matter of personality. Okay. So yeah. some are actually do dogs. Yeah. I think that there's the alpha and also the beta from what I hear, you know, whether... Uh, yeah, and sometimes they'll put you know the whole ears on, and mm -hmm. sometimes and and then they're on their force. The, the on the hands, right? Yeah, right. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have always felt that was. I but you were saying about your experience. What happened? <laughs> yes, was that you? I, I thought I was gonna. <laughs> I guess I was being a little judgmental of it for a while until the other night. I was um, this guy that I've known for you know several years, and we always seem to like find each other. And sex has always been amazing. Um, so he was telling me about somebody that he was seeing that really all of a sudden wanted to like start walking around his apartment as a little puppy and was barking. And, and I was like, oh, really? Like, and so what did you do? He's like, oh, I loved it. He was following me around and he's barking. And I'm like, and you loved it? Like, you didn't find it strange or weird? And he's like, no, I thought I'm like, so I'm kind of rolling my eyes and my friend's like listening and we're just like, whatever. Well, that night we had one of our infamous sexual nights, and at one point in the middle, he's like, "Bark for me, bark!" And I was like, he actually got me to bark and yelp for him. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that got in my way was like, "Oh shoot! I hope my neighbors aren't hearing me because they know I don't have a dog anymore here." And what <laughs> what are they going to be thinking? <laughs> Who cares what the neighbors well, uh, think? They'll want to come over and have fun too. Probably they're <laughs> lesbians, so yeah. Oh no, they're... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we won't go there. But yeah, um, and I have to admit, when I was doing it, though, I was in it partly because he was so turned on by it, and yeah. he created a safe place for me exactly. to go there. Yeah. And I did, for the most part, aside of the lesbians next door, let go for wow. you know several barks and yelps. So yeah. I was 
Can you give patting us a myself sample? on the back? No, no. That- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe that's a three a.m. moment. But okay. Yeah, and a lot more liquor. I'll I'll, but- <laughs> I'll wait till like three three at the Eagle. Sometime, yeah, exactly. So. Right. But it's about really having these experiences that at first seem kind of yeah. bizarre, and then they yeah. really, when you go through them in one way or another, your eyes just open up. And I guess that you know, I had thought I had seen and done quite a few things, but this was a recent sexual awakening, if you will. And it was, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know you, Steve, have been experiencing this fisting and we've talked about it on other shows. Mm And have there been any recent, and I want to go back to the fisting because that's a whole thing, but have there been any recent sexual awakenings that you've noticed or? No. Nothing new? (laughs) (laughs) I've been so busy, I haven't, Mm -hmm. I I barely touch myself, so. (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, but, uh, even your Sunday husband, you haven't... I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, so... Got it, got it, so, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, well, there, yes, I mean, there are lots of different things that you can awaken on, but, you know, what really, when you, when you get down to it, like what we've been talking about, it's really a trust relationship between two people, right. as well as, you know, kind of pushing a boundary of something that you're interested in, Mm-hmm. Um, in a safe environment that's been created as a safe environment and pleasing your partner. Right. Right. You know? Um, and a lot of this all comes with age, wouldn't you say? I mean, I think, you know, whatever time you, you know, in our situation come out is one process perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then a whole nother process is just sex. But I'm sure, mo- I would argue that most people aren't having, you know, these awakenings could be your first experience. But... I mean, exploring with some of the stuff we're talking about comes a little bit with experience, yeah. trust, and that often is age, right? Well, I think so. Plus, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in your 20s, your hormones are so high anyway that, you know, you're... You just want to get off. You know, you're, you, you just want to get off, you know, four or five, six times a day, whatever, you know, which is great. You know, and then you slow down in your 30s to five times a day. You know. Right. <laughs> um, You once mentioned, I mean, not that you, you just were telling me about somebody that you knew that you thought that maybe they were, or, you know, jerking off too much. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's a breach of contract or a breach of whatever. (laughs) Or what what does the doctor say? Like, um, when you can't tell, well, whatever. Anyway, we did talk about that once. And yeah. it's actually an outing, but, you know. It's an outing, yeah. Well, we're not naming names, no. but. I mean, I, I believe that um, individually we know our bodies, yeah. you know? So right. if, if jerking off five times a day works for you, you know, then kudos right. to you. Um, but I also know that um, there are, from what I've observed, there are <clears throat> certain men that have it as a goal to ejaculate. And when I've seen it happen, um, sometimes it's almost like the body didn't even want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was oh, almost yeah. like the mind was just kind of there. Right. So oh, it's more a, like a, uh, you know, like a repetitive process. There's no consciousness involved. Right, there. right. That's interesting. The mind thing that you talk about, because what we're t- when you brought up, Steve, about the endorphins and, mm-hmm. and different things and the flogging, which can really stimulate other parts of your body. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we should maybe talk a little bit about fisting and because that's a whole... Oh, literal opening of another <laughs> yes <laughs> and but it's 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 more a mindset than it is anything and that else. one really well that one is yeah mm-hmm. it's so, mind and it's trust and it's um, well, it's 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 mind and body and trust and you know relationship right to a degree relationship but you know yeah. having an attraction to who you're with and 
having a trust factor with them that they're not going to hurt you because right. they, they potentially could hurt you very badly. Right. One of the you things know. I hear is that those mainly that are involved in fisting are usually high on some kind of drug. Is that true? Mm, it, it depends. Um, there are a lot of people that are meth heads and you know they've they've just because of the meth then you know there there isn't a dick big enough for them anymore so um so they've just kind of naturally gone in that direction um but to be honest i think the majority of the fisters i mean it gets you know when before there was crystal meth you know i'm almost everyone who's in fisting uses poppers and i don't right i don't really look at that as you know as crystal meth, as a, yeah, no. as a negative thing, <laughs> no. or you know, right, like no. drinking excessively or something like that. I don't, I don't look at it in that sense. But uh, yes, it does enhance the experience. But you don't need, you don't need crystal meth to do fisting, you know, or, or anything of that sort. It's just a desire, and and a lot of Crisco, and <laughs> lots and lots of Crisco. Yes, <laughs> right, right. No, but it is, and I'm sure so many people even listening. Like I've, I have friends that I've brought that up to and they're like oh how could you even you know think about that and that's so like you know what are you doing down there and and is it, is it true that you lose complete control of your bowels after that <laughs> no oh is that something yeah right oh yeah yeah that that and rumor then, goes around and you know yeah exactly so but, but there's definitely obviously safety but it, it's definitely i think an awakening for people it used to they... be considered more of an sm thing but it's it's not it's not really an sm thing because it is a very much well sm is a very much shared experience but i mean it may be i would consider it more fetish than i would sm right right and it's not a master dominant thing necessarily yeah so i do think also that um there's something about the bodies too <clears throat> that there are some men that are for some reason just physically kind of like predisposed in a way. Yes, you would. Oh, be absolutely. Able to take it. Yeah, and there are other men that there's no, there's no way. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, forget even, I mean, a, yeah. a So And maybe yeah. that's what I'm, maybe those that are thinking, oh, how, how can you even do that are coming right. from that point of view. That's true, uh, yeah. Who knows? Right. It's like, I can't take my boyfriend's finger. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let alone your, Wouldn't your that be arm. totally frustrating that you can't allow yourself or have the experience? I mean... Um, yeah. When you're talking about awakening, um, like there's a couple of periods in my life that are quite clear. Like when I lived in, in Tokyo, um, I had such a, my experience sexually was all about just being dominant and whatever. Mm-hmm. When I came to New York, the very first five years or six years, I was just a total bottom. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and I needed to find that kind of like balance, I guess, because right. I hadn't experienced what it was like to, to bottom, really. Right. But I, I wouldn't have been able to, to feel open to that if I hadn't smoked weed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like the, the experience that I shared with when I actually had it with someone who was very trusting and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it really transformed the way that I was also perceiving uh, eroticism. Right. And, uh, and I was able to just, you know, relax. Oh, it absolutely, absolutely does loosen you up, you know, mentally to to just really you know have have a good time with the person you're with and right and you know it, it's yeah well because in some <laughs> no ways awakenings are, is you know you've used the word transformative it can to sometimes have those sort of moments you have to you know get out of your head get out of every day mm-hmm. 
um, the cell phone and, you know, what one person's poppers to another person's beer, pot, these are things that kind of relax us so that you can be open to, you know, but breathing techniques. And, Absolutely. Um, I've done Absolutely. a lot of work yes. with that and I've gotten literally, um, there's a spiritual um, seminar that I've taken before and I practice some of this breathing. You can get high mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. energized just on this breathing. Absolutely. And so that can of course lead to a transformative mm -hmm. awakening, whatever you want to call it, um, without, you know, how you normally are, I think. So it's interesting. So yeah, pot I mean, is definitely one of those. And I think that, it, you know, when it's combined with something uh, erotic, because you can do uh, something like holotropic breath work um, mm -hmm. and you are engaged in a, over a weekend just doing pretty much long sessions of breath work. Right, right. right. And uh, some that people can, can, yeah, some people do get into uh, a different state of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, consciousness. And I've tried it. I, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get there. So for me, it's almost like the the access, like the gate for me, is always connected to sexual energy. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Like one, I can breathe, and I can do an amazing work, you know, breathing exercise, but once I tap into my sexual energy, then that ch ch changes the way that I mm -hmm. am breathing. Right. So I am, you know, going through a different process altogether. Let's talk about that sexual energy, because um, it, a friend of mine, she's in this... Um, it's called Nam Yoga is what it is, but um, she was talking to me about a seminar. It was a tantric seminar, and it was going to be in Mexico, of all places, and they were going to do like a whole tantric week-long um, thing. Is this she, hetero or It was for anybody. Mixed, yeah, right? it, was, it was mixed, yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to explore a gay version of this, though. Yeah, yeah, I know some people in Mexico could do that, actually. That would, yeah. Link farm, we'll have to put it. But um, so what she was telling me, and I believe it, is just in this tantric sex, there's so much power and in sexual energy when you don't release cum or orgasm. Mm -hmm. And if you work and pull up, draw up that sexual energy that is in all of us and mm -hmm. work with different techniques, energy can literally be flowing through from your head to your toes. And that energy is so powerful and oh, can yes. emanate out to heal, to, you know, for many different things. And if we all mm -hmm. tapped into that, yeah. instead of just back to the five times a day of, she said, every time we release orgasm, um, come, whatever, you release a little bit of that out there and you give it away. But if you can somehow work with that energy, and I think it's fascinating. And yeah, I mean, we're talking about you know Eastern philosophy and real yes. Western kind of right. like looking at uh, sex too. Um, and I think that 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 is uh, where if you're open to other types of you know ideas, right? At the end of the day, this is, these are ideas. Mm. I do. Yes. Oh, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, um, being being Buddhist, I, I'm very familiar with meditation and practice my own meditation regularly. And yes, you can. Just with that alone, you can you can kind of zone out completely. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single... 
double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. But if you combine that with the sexual energy, like we were talking about, then that really can be really spectacular. Right. But even um, um, as you, I mean, yes, it's probably a, a talk of Eastern, Western. However, mm-hmm. no one can deny Western, Eastern, that the seed of life, it, things are born, if you will, be, from a sexual oh, nature. Absolutely. And so that's just science in right. and of itself. Now, if you use it in, an, in with breathing techniques or introduce spirituality, then I think you, it's, it becomes Eastern, but in, at its very core, it's very just scientific. Well, right? I think that the problem is in, in the West that you know we are also bound by Christian and Catholic oh, beliefs. So therefore, much. there is the suppression of anything sexual, mm-hmm. right. um, as or, bad or or anything so that is not outside of marriage, almost. right? You know, almost. Or whatever. So um, where, whereas you know Eastern philosophy in certain places has had a more open connection mm-hmm. to sexual erotic um, energy, and that definitely makes makes a difference in the way that people relate to it. And I think if we were open to teaching more Eastern, children and adults wouldn't think of sex as such a shameful thing and instill that in their children, perhaps. Well, it's so funny, though, because, I mean, if you look, talk to people in India right now, I mean, they think that the tantras were totally crazy. Oh, they do? Yeah, okay. that the old tantricas were, mm-hmm. like, completely out of their heads. Are you talking about newer generations yeah. today? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's not, not like not they're like, following. No, yeah, no, right. absolutely not. So, I mean, it, this wave of conservatism really is just uh, an, a global thing. It's not right. just happening, you know, uh, here. But uh, if anything, I think the West has tried really hard to find ways to break out of that kind of tradition that is uh, embedded in, in religious Christianity practices, that kind of thing, you know? So well, I, I, I always find the biggest issue is, you know, Every, every person on the street is a sexual being. Right. Everyone you see in the street is a sexual being. Whether you think that way or not, you know, they are a sexual being. And we don't have any qualms about, you know, let's get some, let's, you know, I'm thirsty, I need some water, let's go to dinner together. Sex is a requirement. You know, it's, it's part of who we are. Yet no one talks about it. You know, if you right. switch that around and no one wanted to talk about, you know, having dinner and, you know, it's, it's just... It's just so strange. It is but, strange. But it's, it's like exercise, you know. We, you know, yeah. exercise is something that, you know, endorphins and mm-hmm. builds up all this. Sex is another thing that is a chemical thing happening in your body. So, it, like, I, to the Eastern thing, if you can use that energy, I think it's mm-hmm. you're just going to be that much more powerful. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it comes down to giving yourself time to explore. Right. Exactly. A lot of couples, and I know, and letting this for yourself sure. go. Yeah. Absolutely, really. yeah. But I mean, it's it's funny to me that now gay couples that are married are also some of them um, they are not really discovering anything sexual mm-hmm. about themselves in in the marriage, right? I mean, right. I I, mm-hmm. I do get clients that come because they feel a little blocked in their 
marriage, sexually, right. whatever, and then they are discovering things that they never were exposed to before. Um, and I wonder, I mean, if you are married to someone, shouldn't that be kind of part of the priority of your... Do you find that some of these people then go back to their, bring techniques or things they've learned from you and no, bring them back into I, their... I never actually try to tell anybody to incorporate anything into their relationship because at the end of the day, it's a very personal experience. Mm. Right. So right. if it's, if whoever I work with has some kind of experience, that is totally his. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's up to him to own it or to f maybe share it if he wants to with his partner. But the reality seems to be that very, very few of those men in relationships are actually open with their partners about their sexual experiences. Right. It, it, it goes back to the same thing of, you know, with where gay has gone. I mean, it's so accepted now, you know, and with the old guard and that time frame, you know, we were outcasts and just, you know, just do what you want. You know, it doesn't matter. And right. so, and, but now that we've kind of become mainstream, now people want to get married and have children. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, if that's for you, perfect. That's great. But don't put yourself in a box. Don't, you know, pigeonhole Absolutely. yourself and say, yeah. I'm married and I have children. That means that I have to have, you know, I have to have a, a, a van in the driveway a, yeah. and... You know, a two-car garage. We were talking about that the yeah. other day about uh, marriage and how you noticed a shift, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also totally supportive of it. Absolutely. Um, but I also find that, um, you know, if, if my boxing uh, club is telling me that I should go take boxing lessons because I may meet the husband of my life, then I'm <laughs> definitely not going to go. Mm -hmm. Right, right. For that reason alone. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. You, you've talked about this a couple of times, and I know we talked in another show, but old guard. Explain again yeah. what, for some people, um, old guard versus, old and guard. is there a new guard? I might ask. Well, there was, the, there was the old guard, and then there was the, kind of the new guard, and then it just kind of fizzled. So the old guard was really very much the leather community um, of the, like the 70s. 70s and the 80s. Um, and it was very, you know, leather was a lifestyle. It wasn't, people didn't wear leather because they thought they looked good in it. Right. You know, it was a lifestyle and you wore With it. hanky codes. With hanky codes, exactly. You know, different colored hankies meant different, you know, sexual interests. Right. You know, left meant top, right meant bottom, you know. And um, with that, do you think that there, there is no new guard anymore, correct? Or? Not, not really. I mean. And we've the, said before, because. We don't need to do that anymore now. No. Well, and again, too, the old guard was very protective. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, we were all very protective of each other. You know, if you met somebody at a bar, you know, at a leather bar, and they wanted to go home with you or they wanted to take you home with them, you introduce them to people. You know, do they know him? Is this a stranger? Um, is this person potentially going to hurt you? That's you know, right. That type of thing. So right. everyone watched out for everybody, and we didn't have cell phones. Right. And right. You couldn't text somebody. Um, so it was always, you know, call me at such and such a time and, you know, or I'll call you at such and such a time, let you know I'm okay. Yeah. And if you didn't get a call, then you followed up and, you know, it was a very, it was very family-like and there were houses that, you know, had people, you know, tons of people living in them that were, lived as families. Right. I mean, wow. I'm looking so, at, at, you know, cinema, whatever, it's not reality, but, uh, how, how real does uh, cruising, for instance, feel to you when you think back? Mm, I haven't seen that film in a long time, but mm. um, it was somewhat, somewhat realistic. 
Um, Other than the murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> the, the murder scene, yeah. But, yeah. And, and the, 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 the stalker, let's hope. Yeah. And, and the SM scene that was very, you know, it was very not what an SM scene really is. Mm. You know, it, it's really, you know, it wasn't, it, it was just very dominant and you're going to do what I tell you and what have you. But However, the film that James Franco tried to make, did you guys hear about that one? The... Apparently there was twenty or so minutes of the film. Oh yeah, of oh Cruising. it was on Netflix. His version. Get it on Netflix. So he, I, he tried to reimagine. Yeah, 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 I watched yeah. it. I watched that. Piece yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. And that's, sorry, yeah. James. Sorry, I'm it not. It was horrible. Yeah, I have to say, I just you know think what? he dabbles. It's so interesting that you guys. I mean, I don't know if it was horrible, but what was very fascinating to me, I didn't know what his intention was. Exactly. Exactly. I, I One would know. argue maybe. That was, was part of the problem. He, he was maybe, it almost like he was playing God in a sense, and, and then he was never on set, and then put all these people together, and, and almost purposely not giving a lot of directions, which I found swarmy, and just like, again, what is your point to this? And these people, these actors that showed up were kind of like, what the fuck? Like, oh, and that's the problem. <laughs> they were, and I was kind of like, what the fuck is, like, what am I, why am I wasting my time on this? James Franco, and why did you feel the need? Because the film on its own wasn't, I mean, I feel it was ahead of its time in some ways. And well, yeah, but, but he didn't have, he didn't have a, didn't a state point. his purpose of it, and he didn't make his point clear to the actors. You know, you never really want to just come out and say, this is what we're doing with no, it, because that's exactly, subtext. right. I don't like that either. And but. you don't read the subtext, ever, ever. But <laughs> I'll get off my theaters thing here. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you know, you, if, if you, you don't state the point, but you have to express to other people, or if you're not going to express it, you have to draw it out of them right. so that they get it. And they get the main line of it, and they get that arc of the story and how to, how to produce that. Yeah, because my impression happen. was, does, does this guy really want to out this one actor that is really like so loyal to him is like are you putting this main actor in a position where yeah i mean just face it you're gay <laughs> yeah right i mean i don't know uh, yeah i'm not sure that it really helped the cruising legacy in any way shape or form no. or opened up minds that would be sexually exploring however it did bring into the mainstream sort of like the leather talk a little bit because, I mean, at that point, James Franco was not associated with anything leathery. True. No. So that was interesting. That and there aren't like that many films that explore leather or... in. you know, Fifty we talked a little bit about... Well, okay, yeah. Which, which well, I haven't mainstream. seen. I haven't yeah, either, I haven't so seen. I hate to not yeah, comment on... Yeah. Have you seen it? I, I unfortunately have. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I hear from everybody. Because yes. so it, it is about a girl who gets... Um, well, she gets involved with this man and has her. And she's very shy, demure, and he pulls out of her. Correct, the leather S and M world, right? Which was sort of her awakening in the film. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was necessarily an awakening, but um, uh, she goes with it though, right? And yeah, she she she, she allows, does. She allows she does. herself to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I I don't know. I I I couldn't see anything leather. In the film, so for that I totally. But would you say that role play and and role playing? He was being her dominant is sort of a exploration of some sorts, mind games that you allow yourself to. It's interesting because I've um, I got this uh, book recently and it's called um, Carnal Alchemy, and it's all about it's this um, it's like shamanic, I guess, um, 
masochistic sort of like take on things. Mm -hmm. And uh, from what I've seen, it's all heterosexual. And my first reaction when I looked at the cover was, I wasn't sure whether it would turn me on or I would feel kind of put off because I do have a uh, particular relationship with uh, the way that I see women in these kinds of S&M mm -hmm. plays. What do you mean? Just um, I like I I don't. I mean, my experience is with men, right? And I understand men, and I, I understand the way that we feel sometimes eroticism, pain, and whatever. Uh, with women, I, I I'm not so sure how the dynamics work, and therefore I try. I can't make an opinion if I really do not understand necessarily what the process of a woman is, because it can easily get kind of like you know abusive, and then you yeah. have to. You know, you have right. to really know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, but the same is the same is true with men. Absolutely. Men. Absolutely. You know, especially when somebody is restrained and they they right. have, you know, given you complete con complete control and trust. You know, so. What's interesting is that you know, going back to that new guard, old guard. Right. Um, I've recently met um, some younger guys out and about that have gotten. There's one that was in the fashion show. He is. He knows how to rope. Mm -hmm. play and tie and he's she came over one day and was sharing with me um the books on shabbat shabbat wait oh uh, yeah yeah i'm mm -hmm. saying it wrong but um we did a podcast with him we did yes we did <laughs> yes he's Mar marcos he's Marco. um he's in another podcast yes absolutely so very young and i have another friend that also recently experienced rope there's mm -hmm. different classes at least here in new york there's the massage um, male men's massage group or mm -hmm. a male men's exchange group mm -hmm. I might add that they're offering like classes and I think it's drawing younger people so I think there's there are things out there I was showing you earlier you know a flyer of a of a leather BDSM fetish event that neither of us knew where this was but mm -hmm. so there are events <laughs> it seems and things popping up that are really drawing in I've noticed even the if you will, mainstream club scene, um, because I keep up, just I like to keep up on what's going on. And there, they did a party meet, M E A T, recently, and they had a dark room. And I think a lot of people that are younger haven't, you know, the dark room is foreign and they didn't yeah. know. So I find that there were kind of, in New York at least, the sexual awakening or activities are prevalent or, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you noticed? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think, yes, it is definitely changing a bit. But then again, the mayor's office is not what it used to be. And the mayor's office used to, you know, anybody who was reportedly doing anything anywhere, they would come in. But they've, it seems like it's gotten a little more lax. It definitely has. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> Because it went since, one since, direction. Uh, Bloomberg left. Yes. It started with Giuliani. Absolutely. And, right. So, um, anyway, but... Uh, and our current mayor just has too many fish to fry, and he's he not worried about the yeah. He's, he, he's just you know you've, you know whatever. He's, yeah, exactly. So. And I also would say that perhaps uh, you know prep is part of the Absolutely. equation of Absolutely. sexual kind of freedom. Prep is I definitely know. part of that. Yeah, there was a long, a very long time where people just were afraid to touch each other. <clears throat> right. You know. Um, but some of these awakenings that we've talked about um, can be probably the safest, aside from the things we talked about, uh, avoiding organs and so forth, but yeah. are not even involving fluids. Right, you know? right. The flogging, the, you know, mm -hmm. even fisting, which, uh, of course, 
you know, gloves and the proper mm -hmm. lube or Crisco, whatever you're going to use. Proper and, lube, proper cleaning, proper knowing, gloves, what have you. You know, how yeah. you're entering somebody in communication, but there is no fluid or exchange of fluids. And There's no exchange puppy of Puppy play right. and, and all right, that. But you, you also have to be aware that, I mean, yeah, we, we, we are supposed to have uh, rules, you know, but uh, for, even for play. But then also keep in mind that if you do have someone that you exclusively play with, that you also have the right to do whatever you want to with, with that person. And because I, I think that that's something that needs to be shared because otherwise it all becomes about we all have to wear condoms. We just have to. And I think that some people may want to choose not to if they right. know that they are oh, yeah, safe absolutely. with that, right? So the same goes, I mean, you know, fluids. I mean, if you really want to get really kinky at it, you know, and oh, if yeah, that's no, kind of like right. your thing, well, then make sure that you are with the one person that you know that that's safe to do with. Well, mm -hmm. one of the things I think we talked about, I'm not sure if I was talking with you, Steve, but um, water sports, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure most people know what that is, is one of the cleanest antiseptic, you know, the urine actually being sprayed on you. Right. And I didn't know that if it went in my mouth, if that was like, oh, is that dangerous? And no, apparently it's antiseptic, is what I hear. And, mm, and well, urine is sterile, but it's sterile to you if it's your urine. Okay, what about somebody else's? So, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, you can pass things you know, uh, through urine. Right. Uh, and one of the things, again, with, uh, with a lot of the, the drug users is the what's one, you know, because the drugs that get filtered through the kidneys and pass through the urine, oh, they well, recycle no. that. Oh, so think of that. Okay. So, all right, I'm back to closing my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, Darn it's, it. It's, it's not it's just, yeah, okay. it's not that dangerous. Right. Comparatively. Right. And Oxbow's sell so. some really cool stuff that you can actually put in your mouth. If yes. you want to do oh, really? yeah, water sports. Yes. Play. They're yeah. the ones that have those, um, Cock rings and, and yes. yeah, 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 yeah. They have really they've got, interesting. They've I have got a few of them. Things yeah. that you put in your mouth to mouth. keep your mouth open, and some of them even have like a. Do you look like a fighter or them what? And, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they have, you know, they usually have interesting designs. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Another link. To put again, up. it's it's one of those things too. You you know, you're forcing the person to keep their mouth open, and you can do what you want with them. Maybe right. if we you keep know. plugging ox ox balls, they'll send us free product or something. Or, or maybe they'll or maybe they'll sponsor. Yeah, because we'll just keep podcast. saying ox balls. Ox balls. Ox, ox balls. Ox How balls. many times can we say it? Yeah. <laughs> Oxballs. Thanks, <com>. Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so. Cool. I, I think we've covered a lot of things. Uh, there's a couple other things that I wanted to ask you before we leave. Um, before I go, Have, do you think that? Sexual, like when you work with some of your clients, Rico, um, do you think of it as a therapy or do some of your clients? I know when I met you and I, w I did a session with you, um, it did, I was trying to work through things and, mm. and that can be the exploration through sex can often not solve problems, but certainly. Yeah, I mean, I, I never look at it I know it you way. don't like to think of it that way. No, but no, I, it's but, not that I don't like it. I mean, I, I completely honor my client's experience. Right. And if for somebody, you know, going through whatever they go through is therapeutic or it has mm -hmm. some kind of like, I don't know, some result in their everyday life, because mm -hmm. um, I've seen yeah. it happen, then, right. I mean, I, I, I just know that when you 
are given the space and the time to just allow yourself to let go, to be trusting of who you are with, and also in an environment that is especially surrounded by love and care, right. you know, then there's real room for a lot of kinkiness. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I like about your experience is that you, know, you talk to your clients you know, on the couch when they arrive yep. and, and try and focus the session on something. So there yeah. is a little bit of directing on your yeah, part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, I think that what's important is that you have to know why you want to have mm -hmm. an experience that will maybe help you <laughs> move forward. Because right. most of the people that I see are dealing with something. Right. There are others. I mean, stuck. aren't we all? Gosh. Hell yeah, we that. are. But I mean, there's few that actually say, "Oh, you know what? I think I should do something about it." <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There's a few. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there is a reason why they come. Whether it's, sometimes it's just simply curiosity. Right. What I'm trying to get uh, is uh, okay. So yeah, everybody's curious, but you know, if you don't have an answer, maybe through the experience, mm -hmm. you may come up with something. So pay attention to that. So even if they don't know why they are there, I try to guide them so they can be somehow. So can mindful. discover why they're there. Why, why they're there. And yeah. what also is helpful, and it reminds me of, you know, marijuana, um, is music and, oh, and drum beats. And you use a lot of mm. indigenous drums, which I love. And, you know, part of your culture is Peruvian. Yeah, it's a funny thing is that um, we don't really drum in Peru. Um, so drumming is a very North American shamanic uh, practice. Indigenous. And, yeah, um, and we... It's also, also Pacific Islands. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, it's in Africa. I mean, sure, we right, have it in yeah. so many... Right. We have different ways. But uh, in North America, drumming is especially used for journeying. So for... Journeying. Okay. So you basically use uh, a better, uh, steady beat on the drum. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. And you get just through that kind of like repetitive beat mm -hmm. into uh, almost like a state of trance, but not necessarily... Mm -hmm having to take it that way it's just right. another process of meditation really mm -hmm. you know music and sound, sound are all powerful oh absolutely I mean, it's why absolutely. there's apps that can help you sleep just by recreating the sound of waves and and mm -hmm. it says i right. mean that's putting you in a state of mind and, right or, or right you know right. definitely for sexual awakenings i mean i like to always have music on while you laugh my <laughs> <laughs> No, my, one of my friends who used to have play parties on a regular basis, he always played the same music every time. Same. <laughs> the same music every time, which was fine. It was good background music. It was very sexual type of music. But any time I heard that music, it would just, you know, I'd, I'd get excited. and <laughs> just be like, ooh. Well, was I, it the I same remember. type of music or the same mix? It was the same mix. Oh, okay. The like, same girl, songs. change the... And it, but, but, you know, it's funny because it's, you know, after you'd been there a, a number of times and then you'd hear, you'd hear the song outside of the place, you'd go like... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You tie it. You know, your brain ties that together. So. I mean, I had a guy recently come over, and he went on SoundCloud and, and found this very dark. In fact, I haven't even closed the window yet because I don't want to lose it. And, yeah. and I know people you can bookmark, but I just don't want to lose this because it was really sexual. And it even said, like, dark sounds. I mean, there's a different... Send me the link. I will <laughs> we'll put it on the link farm. But, I mean, there is a diff that gets you into a sexual mode. I mean, if, I, if we put, you know, Donna Summer on, I'm not sure we would ever really feel like <laughs> fucking. I mean, maybe, but then I would want my heels in the air. And, and all that, but I, I, I played with a guy out at Fire Island. Um, I had a place out there, and and he had a place out there, and and 
Um, I would go out on Thursday nights, and I took Fridays off of work all summer. Oh, um, paradise. It was, it was great. It was great. But, you know, we got together almost every weekend. And I'm a, I'm a musician. He was a, uh, a pianist. Hmm. So um, we were playing. We were, we were doing some heavy-duty fisting. And he just had random CDs on. And he had his Maureen McGovern CD oh that came on. Do you even know who that is? Because, okay, yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a spectacular... you got to watch these references. I, I know. Somebody it's, used Wayne Newton in the bar the other day. And, I, Wayne, <laughs> and I told... It was a security guard. He said, you got to stop with these references. Nobody is going to know who you're talking... Our friend Gregory knew, but I mean... Yeah. Because yeah. he's older, but... No. But, yeah. <laughs> But He's I mean, going to hit me now. But sometimes you got to watch your references. Agreed. But Maureen well, McGovern. Maureen McGovern, and she's she's technically perfect in her singing, and you know, where I could not concentrate, he could not concentrate. Finally, he says, "I got to turn this off." I said, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, was, sometimes silence is just you know, or, or just something else. Better because, than Maureen McGovern. You know, just, just you know, we're, we're both both musicians, and we're tuned into her technique, and it's just our minds the just mind went is there. Just shifting, and, yeah, yeah. Else, yeah. But uh, um, transforming and music and all that, it reminds me of a movie that you and I saw, Rico and Tribeca. Um, and Icaros? Yes. Yes, yes. And I love this movie, but one of the things they do in this movie is they drink this tea, and, and, and you said you've tried it before. Ayahuasca, and, yes. I, I say it again, ayahuasca? Ayahuasca, yeah. And briefly tell us what that is, because... I'm not sure if I should be the, the one person talking about it, because um, it's actually kind of a... Um, it's a very personal um, sort of experience for those that actually take it. Um, right. And I, I was recently at this um, talk over the, I guess two weeks ago, it was called Horizons Perspectives on Psychedelics. And um, Saturday they were talking about MDMA um, and mm -hmm. you know other health, you know whatever experiments are doing. Right. And on Sunday it was all about ayahuasca, and uh, particularly maybe for people who suffer from post-stress disorder. Wow. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So um, so the uses of ayahuasca are highly therapeutic, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And but they also have you know, some kind of um, hallucinogenic. Sexual, perhaps. I don't think necessarily. I don't. Well, let's just between us. I mean, when I tried it, I did feel like I was asking myself, "Oh my God, what? You know, Were maybe you I should want to try to have sex on this." Yeah. But that was just my my fucked up mind. <laughs> you know, nobody really. Or a hot <laughs> mind. Your your horny brain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so nobody really looks at ayahuasca as the, the kind of drug that you should try while having sex as a matter of fact is the except us but of course no i, I, I know, actually I you know it, i got scared in this movie so no because there is it's used for for healing so it's it's a sacred plant um right. i mean it's actually two different uh, veins that that are mixed and cooked basically mm -hmm. only so grown in a certain it, they come from the from the Amazon but they're also grown in Hawaii as a matter of fact there's plenty of them Hawaii oh okay yeah wow. and right now accordingly there's like maybe 80 circles in New York City every weekend doing really? ayahuasca ceremonies wow Interesting. and it's not a, is it illegal or it no? is illegal yes. oh it is yes yes okay. um, so this has happened, but it's happening. Uh, the New Yorker just recently um, made a very interesting article, very funny. Um, it said something along the lines of the drug of choice for the age of kale. 
for, for the age of kale. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm so kale. I love kale. I do, too. I do everything kale. And I'm one of those people that is obnoxious. So, yeah, I am that age of kale. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're so laughing. It's, so so it's, it's here. You know, it's, it's, it's everywhere right now. And, uh, but what it's important is to remember that this is not a party drug. Right, um, right. This is not the kind of uh, drink that you take to have necessarily to go to a club because you can't. I mm -hmm. mean, one of the things that happens is that you probably will throw up Oof, yeah. or you will defecate. I mean, right. the, 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 the plant is actually working through your body and mm -hmm. it's helping you cleanse also physically. Oof. So you know, the, Don't go out, people. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, it's all about the setting and this is something that has to be mm -hmm. reminded because um, you need to be in a place where you are going to sit for eight hours. You can walk walk and go about and about, out and about, but basically it's an opportunity to meditate mm -hmm. and, okay. to, and to kind of like let the plant work, you know, its way through. Mm -hmm. It can be through visions but also it can actually be through your own uh, thoughts, yeah. which oh. is also interesting because you don't really know. What's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened before, though, um, for Molly or ecstasy. I've had friends years ago. My sister and I did it in San Francisco, and we thought it'd be fun for her girlfriend at the time to try it because mm -hmm. she had heard about it. And we were all having a good experience. Well, she withdrawn and had to go sit down and, and was almost in tears because it really pulled up whatever she was dealing with. And I think at that time, maybe it was a breakup or something. She was a little bit depressed and it really it just, accentuated yeah. that and pulled that up. And I don't think she was knew that was going to happen. And Yeah, one it, thing about anybody that's uh, interested in doing ayahuasca, you can't uh, be on any kind of antidepressants. Mm -hmm. um, and for the most part, they also forbid any kind of uh, drugs that you may be taking, you know, prescribed drugs, prescription drugs, whatever. Yeah. Combining um, anything usually isn't a good thing. But yeah, yeah. natural Typically. or not. Yeah. yeah. When we keep in mind that hemlock is natural, so, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You still have to be careful with herbal stuff. Mushrooms, all those right. stuff. Yeah, you have to really. Right. Well, I think we've kind of come full circle on this whole, I mean, I don't know if we answered yeah. people's questions out there, but well, I mean, the, the main thing, I'm I think, awake <laughs> I think, I think and people I'm sexual, have to, so yes. <laughs> I'm sexually awake after this. <laughs> the main thing people have to, you know, keep in mind is learn how to just let go. Right. You know, and that's, that's a big and portion of it. Just learn how to let go and explore and roll with it. If you're having a good time, allow yourself to do it. And part of this you know? is just exploration. I mean... It is. What I feels think, good. To your point, you know, we it is such a Catholic Christian Christian, you know, world yeah. that we live in. But when I finally got out of high school and went to college, I took, you know, world religions because I really wanted to mm -hmm. learn about other religions and all that I was slammed down my throat was Christianity and, and Catholicism. Exactly. And I took the opportunity to really learn. And so it's always about exploration, I think. And mm -hmm. not everything is going to be right for you. And you don't mm -hmm. have to do anything you don't want to do. But it right. is fun to, to be exploring at any age. Yeah. And, yeah, I, 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 I would just say that, you know, there's certain things that maybe are not a good idea to try. No, like this ayahuasca. Yeah, no. I no, I mean, all, all I mean, I mean, 15. ayahuasca is something that you should, you, whoever is interested, finding the right place right. and the right people right. in space to do it. 
you know, great. But something like maybe crystal meth is not necessarily something that I would encourage people to no, no, to try at all ever. Yeah, that's it's, not. It's, but I don't even find that's just a, a horrible drug that. Well, I I'm mean, pe- sure people have a sexual. really good time with it. And, yeah, and, yes, and that's, that's part that's of fine. the problem. Oh, I guess the problem. Yeah. But and people have a really good time with it, and it makes you very sexual. But and we've there's talked some about really it nasty yeah. hooks in it. Yes, absolutely. Some nasty yeah. hooks in it. Though. And none of this is endorsing any of it. It's no, just it's more yeah. addictive than heroin. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real danger. Learn how to relax and let go and learn how to have a full body orgasm. Men can do it too. Absolutely. Were you talking about fisting? <laughs> I've had full body <laughs> orgasms. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, I have them too. Yeah. Uh, nice, yeah. guys. So, Rico, um, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, mm, I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> I've shared a lot on this episode, I might add. Um, Rico, how can we, well, first of all, this film that yes. I am super excited. It's Probably a 2017 release date. It's a short film. Yes. I don't think you have a working title yet, do you? Or do um, you? It, it's called uh, It Gets Hotter. Harder. Okay. Harder or hotter? Harder. Oh. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Wait, which H O H A R D E R? Harder. Harder. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always get, is it hotter or harder? Okay. I know. Well, oh, I like it. I like that title. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cool. It, he's in, uh, Steve is in it. Um, that's why I like also, it. Also, um, Christoph. Um, Somebody else in it? Oh. Um, and yeah, that's pretty cool. much it. Yeah. Awesome. So, so we'll look for that. And then people should follow you or on um, on what handler or what or well, website? Or... Um, if you want to, you're interested in my blog, uh, yes. which is where I communicate a lot Absolutely. of my thoughts. Um, it's Tantric Shaman for Men. At, uh, this is on Tumblr. So it's just tantric shaman for men. And Rico does some really. I love your blog and website. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna, but what he have d- to look. one of the things um, he does his podcast as well. And yep. they're. Okay. I love your. You've interviewed some interesting people, or sometimes it's just you. Yeah, I mean, I do them sporadically, especially when I feel like there is something that I need to say. Right. Um, uh, so I'm actually enjoying the fact that I'm not, you know, I'm doing this <laughs> with you guys, which is great. Yeah. Good. Cool. Well, then we'll, um, we'll list. The, did you give the name of the website? Yeah, it's Tantric Shaman for Men. Got it. And this is on Tumblr, so Got it. Got that's it. easy. And Mr. Carpenter, again, we're following you at... You can follow me on Twitter at the Gay Father NYC. The gay father. The gay, anyway. the gay father. Does that mean you're a daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I can be. Okay. Now, friends of mine st- started calling me the gay father a long time ago. So just okay. you know. It, it, so or and then there's the um, the gay father NYC at Gmail. Perfect. Okay. So. And, and follow us. Don't forget to follow us on social media with at Talk About Gay Sex on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. That's at Talk About Gay Sex. Hashtag if you want us to talk about something or you have questions, hashtag it. Yeah. You know, um, tweet us, email us. Tell um, us your sex tales. Tell us your sex tales and and we'll, uh, we'd like, we want to know who you're fucking. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, on that note, as always, be safe, um, have fun gay sex. And I am your host, Steve Rodriguez. Thank you, Rico. Thank you, Steve, for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. Absolutely. We will talk to you soon.
baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.